Hi, Clash of Crits is an actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that release new episodes every Sunday. In a world much like your own, actually, it is your own. Three guys on a cruise get pulled into a whirlpool and find themselves lost into the world of D&D, surrounded by chaos and magic. How will they survive? How will they find their loved ones? How will they get home? Find out on the next episode of... Hey, Solly, what are you doing over there on the mic? Hey, get off that thing. You over there talking on that microphone? Come on, Sals. You know how, how they get about messing with stuff. What the hell was he doing? Get off of there. You scaly rat. Hello, all you wonderful pants people. We are rapidly approaching the one-year anniversary of the release of our very first episode. So we just wanted to send out a huge thank you to every single one of you. Fantasy Pants has become so much more than any of us could have ever hoped for. And uh, that's all because of you guys. Our incredible listeners, our beautiful new friends. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tabletop gaming so, so much. Sit back. Relax. I'm going to show you. Let's reset the scene. We see Jules crouched over Jessinth, hand covering his eyes. Dresden by his side, grappling his prone brother with a hand covering Jessinth's mouth. Both of you in the middle of this courtyard. Grindy nearby as well as Dresden's echo standing around. To the east of them... Past the crumbling fountain in the rear of the courtyard and beyond stone walls, Zebulon battles with a single remaining soldier in the manor. He stands to the east of them. I reread the same line. <laughs> <laughs> I usually space this out line by line. Give I'm, me a sure, second. I'm sure that'll be a flawless edit. Fuck. He stands in the doorway of a small room. An enemy corpse lies to his right and another on the other side of the doorway, just behind him. We see a number of bound figures shuffling away from this fight. And we pan up and above to Crispin, having saved both Dresden and Jamal, now rushing through the upper story of the manor in the form of a dire coyote. He has just reached a door at the bottom of this sort of reversed C shape of this manor, putting him somewhere above and south of Zebulon. I mentioned before, Crispin, that you heard figures rushing away, and I actually misspoke. Only the sounds of a single enemy can be heard from somewhere farther off in the structure, armored boots pounding on stone floors. Jules, back to you. 
You mentioned after we finished that you had wanted to use the damage aspect of your Bardic Inspiration's motive potential on this failed attack. Yeah. That's I, still the case. Yeah. I, I think at the time, we I was kind of going back and forth about whether I wanted to actually use it, and you are being benevolent enough to let me use it on the attack roll because I have decided to use it. All right. So to refresh anybody, I can use my Bardic Inspiration on the attack roll. It was a natural one, so it's not going to do anything for that. But I also have my mode of potential, which allows me to use the Bardic Inspiration die to target any creature within five feet of me with uh, thunder damage. Okay. So you'll have to succeed on a con save throw or take the the uh, number on the Bardic Inspiration die thunder damage. So. I nat one to the con save. Whoa. Perfect. That damage. All right, let's go. I also roll a one. <laughs> so you take one thunder damage. It's all right. I think you're going to find that every point of damage is going to matter. So we see this gold ring shimmering around your waist. Maybe just like travels up your body, down your arm, down like into the hand. And as this spell is cast, as you attempt this magic, it strikes down to the ground, doing a small bit of damage. That was the Bardic Inspiration. Now let's touch on the Inflict Wounds. Your attempt to summon your power, to cast this innate spell, fails. And instead, just as before, you feel pain. Pain radiating from your hand, but racking the whole body. You are frozen in place, unable to move, unable to change your grip. Jessen beneath you is still screaming beneath your palm. And in this moment, you hear your mother's words in your mind. I know not what form the ritual will take, only that it will grant you power. Use it. Embrace it. Feel it. Use that hatred, Jules, that fear. Give thought and form to it, and they will give a new form to you. You remember the fear freezing your heart as the giant rattlesnake on God's the sunk its fangs deep into Chester. You remember reaching out with that fear and changing. And now, in a moment of hatred for this pathetic little man beneath you, you have reached out again. Use that power again. The world flickers away in an instant and you are in darkness, Jules. You are in darkness. And there are no borders. You are floating free. Flying. Flying. And there is freedom in this darkness. As you fly through all of space, free like the notes of a song. And it is beautiful. It is wonderful. And then you realize that you are not alone in this place. There is something with you, beside you. Something so much bigger, so much stronger, so much more free than you. And this darkness melts away, freedom gone. You are slammed back into your body, back in the courtyard, still frozen in place. No time having passed. And you are not alone. That thing is with you still, with you in your body. You can feel it rapidly seeping away, only connected to you for seconds. But seconds are long enough. A wave of cold radiates from Jules' body dress, and you feel it pushing against you. Some force, something wrong. In this moment of frozen time, Zebulon and Crispin, you feel it too. Inside the building, I mentioned there are no windows, just some uh, various sconces lined the inside of this fortress-like manor, sconces that are lit by flickering flame, giving some light to the scenes inside. And as this wave of cold touches you, every flame flickers out at once, extinguishes, and you are left in near-complete darkness, only the, the cracks in the mortar and stone giving dim light the, the, the world around you. Jules, you are not alone. And a great horror fills your body, courses through your blood as you feel your mouth curve up into the thick, the rictus of a grin. You feel your mouth open and words pour out words not yours and words not for you. 
feel eyelashes flutter against your palm as two eyes open Jessen's eyes open and you feel something dark pass between you and him he screams beneath the hand covering his mouth <laughs> wild and pained and there is another scream from the wallless second floor room above where the, where the remaining robe man stands you hear him drop into his, his knees, wailing to the air. My lord, my horned lord, I did not know. The prince is yours, yours. I did not know. I swear I did not. And Dresden watches as the spectral horn that hovers just beside him, a projection of this figure's power, spins around and launches towards the cultist above, skewering him where he kneels. And he bursts apart in a spray of blood and bone with a final echoing moan. All the while, Justin writhes beneath your hand, jewels, and you cannot move your fingers, but you can feel the flesh dissolving beneath them. Justin's body rapidly disintegrates. His screams becoming gurgles, becoming silence. And yet he is not gone. For a shadow lingers in his place. A dark, twisting shape roughly in his image. It seems to seep through your fingers like oil. And you can hear it in your mind, Jules. You and Dresden both. Laughter. Screaming, gurgling laughter. (laughs) So that was your action, Jules. Uh, Dresden's now up. Jules is never casting inflict wounds ever again. Did Holy we just shit? Did we just create I think another we enemy for ourselves? Oh, on the note of it's, not that, casting that, it again, that's let me what tell it you sounds like. one more little detail. No. As this pain begins to leave your body, you feel that the necrotic flesh of your hand now covers your arm up to the shoulder. And while the pain subsides, there is a new power there. Jules. You can now add an extra 1d10 on any level of cast of Inflict Wounds. Your power forever strengthened by this connection, by this moment. I gotta give you a reason to try to use the spell again, right? Maybe roll another one. I was gonna say, did another d10 to yep. the damage? Oh yeah. But you have a 5% chance hey, of... Hey, That's 4d10 hey, damage. Hey, you over there. With a big that's, old ponytail, shut 4D10. up. That's 4d10. Shut up, ponytail. That's 4d10. <laughs> Jeremy, I understand. Holy shit. <laughs> I know, but that's 4d10. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. I'm just... Yeah. It's 4d10. Yeah. The cultist above dies. Grindy is cringing back, sort of screaming, ah, 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 like sort of like pushing away. Dresden and Jules both still linger over this figure. Jules, you can move your body again. Dresden, you've just witnessed all of this happen in the span of seconds. And you may make an attack on this figure. I will tell you that you feel this sort of oily shadow seeping away into the ground, into the earth itself. So what do you want to do? Can I roll a check to see if physical melee damage would do anything? That would normally be, I believe, like a seek check to make a sort of perception check. So that would constitute an action, I believe, normally. I would call it a bo- okay. I could call it a bonus action, though, in this okay, case. Okay, so you, you're dead. treating this as an AOO? Not yet. This is actually your turn, first of all. I, have, I, I cannot, uh, it's okay. not my turn yet. Okay. But you know, I, I'm just telling you, you know it's seeping away. You feel that. Okay. Do you happen to have a bucket? <laughs> no. With which to scoop him into. <laughs> <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. Hey, you could always just stabby stab and check. I, yeah, there's nothing else I can really use or do. Right, Dresden doesn't really have, like, spells. And- no, no. Uh, just let me double check my inventory real quick. I should clarify one thing. I am no longer affected by the restraint conditions uh, or prone conditions uh, um, of course advantage you're not. Yeah. On, on your attacks okay. against me. So, uh, Yeah, I just have to go in with my war pick. Okay. Um, how many actions is it to turn around, leave, get back on the jewel, and just like go about <laughs> your normal life? 
<laughs> yeah, we quit. Ah, <laughs> uh, nuts. How many actions is that? This Podcast e- is over. <laughs> this, this evil can take over. Uh, it just might. All right. Plus five to hit. Let's go. It's a 10 on the die for a 15. That will hit. Oh. He just did, like, eyebrow raised. They'll hit. Something else is up. I mean, something else is always up, but... Yeah, I'm having a hard time getting a read on this one. That is 11 damage. Okay. You drive your war pick into this figure as it starts to retreat. You can see how this sort of oil slick shadow almost parts around the pick just a bit. You can feel a wisps of it vanishing as you touch down. But you get the impression that not all of that damage goes through. What the hell is this thing? What are you? Holy shit. I felt that. You just hear that same gurgling. (laughs) Is that the end of your turn, Dresden? What would it take for me to grab Jules by the back of his collar and maybe thrust ourselves? No, because then he'd get an attack. Mm, good point. I was going to say you could use that as kind of both your combined movements yeah. that you haven't fully utilized. I, yeah, but. I wanted to grab him and pull him back, both of us back about five feet, but he's he's going to get an AOO on that. Does Dresden have any bonus actions? Nope. So your turn ends, and I will use a legendary action. Oh, no. This figure fully dissolves into the earth. You may take an AOO with both Jules and Dresden. Holy shit. It is actually one that you get. You Holy can, shit. As it pulls away, you can use your reaction to take those AOOs. Okay. Uh, since I think Dresden is already in the heat of the moment, I think maybe uh, he does a quick rapid. Hell yeah. A follow up. Just, just hearing that laughter just madly. Yep. Oh, dude. That's such a. I love the war pick for this, too. It's just such a cool image. Just driving it through the shadow, breaking the cobbles beneath cracks in the stone. And ever laughing, this thing pulls away. You leave this plane! That's a dirty 20. That'll hit. And then give me a damage. And Jules also gets to go as well. Uh, that's 10 damage. Ooh, not bad. And Jules uh, doesn't say anything. He's still kind of in shock. And he has this moment where you kind of see him snap back into it. His eyes flutter and flicker and realize that he's still here and realizes what's going on and pulls out his rapier and goes in for a shot. That is not going to hit. That's a six. Okay. As your rapier goes in, it drives straight into uh, a space between stones as this figure fully dissolves. And it is gone. That presence of cold is gone. You feel nothing. We pan over upstairs in the manor. Perhaps Crispin stopped in his tracks for just a moment as all this happened. As everything goes somewhat dark around you, mechanically dim light, you stand before a door about to open into some space beyond. Silence. We pan down where Zebulon stands beside the single remaining guard. Both of you, I imagine, you know, sort of phased by this. The guard sort of stops for a moment his weapon hovering in the air. But as that wave of cold seems to fall away, some new zealous rage enters his eyes. You see he turns back to start to strike you again, Zebulon. Oh, don't worry, it's not his turn. Oh, God. So now he can... He's... Yeah. Yeah. Occupy the bodies of his goons. Almost. But not quite. What's your passive perception? Zebulon's passive perception? Nine. Delicious. You feel it too late. The presence of something coming up behind you. Great. Are we in combat or are we at a rock show? Oh, (laughs) a little bit of both. Combat show. Combat show. Combat show. (laughs) You just feel something there that wasn't there before just above the body of the guard to the right, the one you just dropped. And because you are surprised, I'm going to take an attack with advantage. Oh, boy. Holy shit. Oh, boy. This is not good. I didn't like Justin before. I don't like him now. Nope. And that attack is going to hit. And because I made the attack with advantage, 
it's going to do extra damage to what? you. What? We might die. That's... Oh. Sabillon, you take 19 points of psychic damage as what you feel a claw tear into you. Your mind explodes Holy with shit. pain. You are lost in the darkness now for a moment. Everything closing in around you. Claustrophobic. You feel pain, and then you feel nothing, and then you are back in your place. Weaker blood dripping down from your nostril onto your upper lip. The guard beside you screams ah, ah, as it reacts to this twisting shape behind you. You hear that same gurgling laugh, and then you, Zebulon, and you, Crispin above, and you, Jules, and Dresden, all hear a voice in your minds. You were right, brother. He is the chosen one. He belongs to the Horned Lord. I was a blind fool to try to take him. I will not kill you now, Jules, but I will kill everyone else. This is all because of a natural one. We're going to die because of a natural one. Yeah. With these natural ones, didn't I? That's the guard's turn. Zebulon's down to five hit points. Holy (gasps) shit. The guard beside you cries out. Oh, my God. My lord. My lord. Drops his sword, or lowers his sword, and goes into stab at Zebulon. Great, excellent. Oh yeah. Oh, let me add this guy to the map. Sorry, he's actually with this guard. This here. just can't end well. Well, the hostages are free. <laughs> not yet. They're not. not they're yet. shuffling yeah. out. Oh, I did say I'm everyone like, else. I'm like, I don't have that many so more is, tricks up my yeah. sleeve. Is nobody outside of this complex hearing any of this happening? I guess we don't know. Guess you don't know. I mean, we, they knew the situation. They're expecting screams. And these screams are in your mind, bitch. All right. Um, oh, yeah. It's my attack. Uh, do, 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 do. I already rolled it. And I just literally didn't look at the die. <laughs> I just picked it up. Cheater! Um, Cheater! <laughs> I actually rolled bad the second time. It was a 11 to hit. Yeah, that's not going to hit. So goes to stay at you. Um, you get your bearing beneath you. You sort of weave out of the way. Oh, but do I use my second legendary action to attack you again? Oh, my God. You know what? I do. I do do that. Dude, we're going to die. Are you kidding me? I don't have advantage this time, though, because I didn't hide. So let's give me a shot at this. Okay, that is a 17. 17 AC. Okay. That's a two blades? Yeah. Six, right. 16 with one, 17 with two. Gotcha. Then here we go. Ten more points of damage, Zebulon. Wow. Yeah, Zebulon is is definitely down. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, Does Zebulon call out, scream anything as this as a second attack strikes and you dodge the blade coming at you, but find yourself at the end of another one of these sort of shadowy claws ripping into your mind explodes again. Yeah, he just screams out in pain and falls to the floor unconscious and dying and you are lost to the dark we're so fucked and that's actually your turn Zebulon alright let's see what we got here I didn't give Zeb Bardic inspiration before you went up there did he did I uh, no, I don't, no I don't I don't, think I don't so. see a no. die on your uh, that's a 10 that's a pass one success how is this happening how do we create our own enemy that is killing us? Holy natural shit. one. Yeah, what happened to horses on a natural one? <laughs> I miss horses. I, would, I want horses I miss back. Horses. I would love to be trampled by horses, please. Please. Dresden and Jules, that's you. And I can, we can't see up where Zeb is, right? He's uh, on the first floor, basically beyond a wall. So in reality, he's only about... Well, 25 feet away from where you guys stand. Yeah, but, but beyond, you, you, you have to, you like to go, go all around the, the building. But you probably hear something from the house. Is there a okay, sound they so. would potentially be able to hear? Should we roll for that? I will say that there are screaming hostages now and the guard yelling out. Yeah. Okay, so say I were able to get up onto that balcony. Would I be able to get into that room? Not I'm for on, Zebulon. Zebulon's on the to. first floor. He's on the first floor, right. Yeah. You uh, you know there's a door a short ways to the north of where you stand. That oh, you're on the first. You're on the same level. 
Yes. Crispin's on the second floor. Yeah, this is this is the first floor map that okay. we're on here. Okay. Yeah. So So just to the north of where the both of you stand, there is a door you could use to get in. And what is each square? How far is it? How uh, far is the feet. door? So the door is, let's see here. Door is fifteen feet from no, it's the echo, sorry. Uh but twenty feet from Jules. And about the same from Dresden. I can do something. That's good, because I can't. So Dresden's gonna go first. He's gonna direct his echo to the door, which is a free action. Okay. And then I'm gonna use a bonus action to swap places with my echo. Oh shit, that's So Dresden cool. is now in front of the door. Wow, okay. That, that cost me 15 feet of my movement, but I'm gonna use my other 15 feet to go into that room. Let me reveal some space. Because you said we did heard like hear like screaming and yeah, it, yeah, I, I think it, you it was heard. indicated that shit's happening in that room. You heard hostages screaming from the other okay. side of that room as this thing appeared. You heard the guard yelling out. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and I think it makes sense even without the screaming that they would run inside because you know now that there's not a bad guy to fight there, they're like, oh shit, the hostages. Yeah. You open the door. Can you see? Th- you know, you're, you're standing there uh, as you look into this room. You see there's a stairway, a small room, like entrance like sort of area. Uh, there's a stairway that seems to connect to the upper floor that moves down. And at the very top of the stairway, uh, you see a single guard moving down, um, likely in response to Jules' calls earlier, who sees Dresden open the door and kind of stops short. And from somewhere beyond that, you can hear the screaming of hostages uh, just across in this room and to the south. And for the listener, just south of where this this room ends is where Zebulon encountered the first guard. So right now, you are approximately, I think it's like 25 feet from Zebulon. 25, about 30 feet from Zebulon. Just around the corner in the other room. Yep. And there's a guard in my way. Uh, he's not actually in your way. He's staying on a staircase above you, so you can move past him without AOL. He's, okay. it, it looks like you might get hit on the map, but he is currently high up enough. That wouldn't be the case. He's the very top of the stairs. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep moving in as far as I can go, which I believe is 15 feet. Okay. Can you move me to where I'm going to be? Yes. So right here, uh, you peel around the corner, and even in this dim light, you can see the dull brass body of Zebulon now crumpled down against the door frame in this coming room. You can see some flickering shadow movement from around the corner in the next room, something that's just struck out at him in the gleam of a blade above him. Another guard, another soldier of this creature that was once a man. Nobody can get there. He's going to get a free hit on Zebulon. Yeah. Because uh, that's, I mean, that's all that I can do. I don't have anything ranged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jules is going to follow suit and go as far as he can go. Okay. Which is 30 feet. I think Jules would be like right entering the room, basically. So he comes in, uh, also sees the guard above, sees Dresden at the other side of the room, just like in the sort of open area beyond. Okay. Very good. That's all I can do. Um, did you use your action to double move? You can double move. So you can move 60 feet in a turn, because you guys haven't used your actions. You only used your movements and your bonus action for the echo, right? So I'm fairly certain both of you can actually at least get very close. Cool. And then the two of you pound into the room. Uh, you know, you, you use your echo to sort of scout ahead, open the door. You vanish into its place, charge and pass the guard. Jules just behind and well, you wait. rush in. Wait, Dresden can get in? I think so. With 60 feet. Let's see. Because you go. I didn't know. No, I'm 30. No, because I used 15 feet to teleport to my echo's position. Right, but you can use you can you can use uh, uh, your action to double move. So if you don't if you're not using your action to start, you can run farther. Okay. So yeah, no, okay. So so we're if so we can get into the room. You can get to the door of the room. With the door open seeing Zeb? Yes, you can basically stand right above Zebulon's Right above Zebulon? Cool. Because Jules is gonna it. use his Jules is gonna use a bonus action to cast Bardic Inspiration onto Zebulon. Hell yeah, yeah, because that's movement and action to move 60 feet, bonus action. Yeah, yeah hell okay. yeah, all checks out. All right, cool, cool. Zebulon, you can use that on a death save. All right, well, maybe now Zebulon won't die. Um, actually, it's not you quite yet. Right. I mean, I mean, you, okay, sorry. Yeah, I just I put it there to gotcha. remind myself oh, that right. inspiration. That is a good, like, that's like a good thing to do. That's when smart. I do that, a nice that's little shimmery moat kind of appears around your your fallen body, his, his dying body. His dying body. 
Oh boy, let's I see. I hate here. laughing about this, but <laughs> you guys are funneling into the room. And as you kind of reach the door frame, standing above Zebulon Dresden, you peek around to see this this thing that was once your brother, uh, just flickering shadow. With suddenly you see like horns start to appear on this like human the humanoid shaped head, sort of these soaring shadow wings unfurling. It just looks at you, and you hear all of you again a message, and you know it's not directed towards you. Just kill him, finish him off. I have more work to do. And the wing flaps. And this figure is going to vanish to a point upstairs. Oh, my God. Are you going to kill both of my characters? Just let me see here. That is going to be my movement. No one can AOO me because you're around the corner and Zebulon is, well, halfway to a corpse. So now he just has to make it to his turn. Because even still, this guy will get um, a free crit, right? Is it an automatic crit? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. This is this is terrifying. You did this! Before anything else goes down, you do hear one more thing. Another round of screaming from the room above. Crispin, just down the hallway, you basically hear a new round of screaming from this room somewhere ahead of you, somewhere beyond this door, something terrible has happened. Ah, oh, fuck. And, ooh, that is going to be, it's going to be the guard. So, I still have to hit your AC. I get advantage, and I get to crit you automatically if I hit you. That's right. how this works. And it's only, it's only 16 AC now. Only 16, okay. Thank you for your honesty. Dude, there is, like, huge, Here's the thing. huge potential. I only have a plus Zebulon three dies. to hit yeah. with this guy. This guy is not that well trained. He's just some fanatic waving a sword around. He goes to like strike down. Plus three go. with advantage. Yeah. That's wild. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's a 17. Is Zebulon about to die? I think Zebulon is oh, about shit. to die. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be able to do enough damage to take you down anyway. No matter what. The crit. But it will give you two death tails. I need to hit your HP max, and I couldn't do that even with double damage. We're fine. You're not going to die. Zebulon goes for anyone else. You're not going to die. And Zebulon has to make... So you have two fails on, right? Yeah. Uh, that's Crispin, oh, actually, fuck. next. You do have the Bardic Wait, Inspiration well, right. now. Right. Yeah, so when Zebulon goes, yeah. Yeah. he'll make a roll with the, the extra D6. So he could still very well fail it. Yeah, I, f- I, I forgot that you're going to go before me. Yeah. I also, I will need to, I got to ask for this though, because I fucked up one thing. Uh, you made all the guy the way too powerful? No, not that. That's, that's That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and all the excitement, I forgot. I actually skipped Crispin's last turn. Again? Again? No, it was Jules' turn last time. Oh my God. What? But Crispin, you, uh, so, uh, essentially, this is going to like kind of cut back. I'm going to let you essentially make a, a full two turns here because you go next. So when would he have gone? He would have gone... Before uh, Zebulon went down? Yeah. Yes. Well, shit. Or Nobin just after. Because he would go after the guard, and the guard is the one that dropped Zebulon. After that turn, I used the legendary action to attack Zebulon. So, yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, can you put me on the upstairs map? Yes. Let's get upstairs. Um, Crispin... Crispin... We'll say you're, you've already been moving ahead. Well, you probably were breaking already into this hallway beyond the room you were in. Uh, let me reveal some space Crispin, to you. Crispin, two turns, Dubois. So, uh, you have a little more context to the situation now. Crispin, you have already broken into this hallway. You're staring down basically this longer expanse with a single door in the middle, another door on the other end that uh, we as you know viewers here will know would just lead to the stairway going down. And about halfway down this hallway, as you peer into it, you can see there's a door that looks to have been mostly like like caved in, like someone's trying to break through it. Um, perhaps it was like smartly barricaded from the inside, and you hear screaming from somewhere within there. <sighs> screaming from within there. All right, then that's where he's gonna go. Now, what happens when a direwolf tries to open a barricaded door? Uh, so it's already been partially broken down, so I will just need a, let's say, a strength, let's say athletics check. Okay. Just pushing against it as hard as you can, trying to tackle through it. And it's already pretty, it's already been weakened. Uh, 
that was a good ass move making that voice replication be basically earlier on the minor yeah. illusion because one more round and I would have broken through into the room. Yes, I burped in my voice. <laughs> I drink a lot of rock stars. <laughs> it happens. All right, a little after helps. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, luckily, this wolf is fairly uh, athletic, so we get a plus three to this. Come on, baby. 18 on the die, so we got a 21. That door smashes off its hinges, goes flying to the side, flopping to the side. Uh, let me show you what you see. You open into a small room where a number of bound hostages stand, the remaining uh, six. And as you peer in, you see that one of them has fallen. Oh lifeless. my god, he killed I one. open oh. as this shadowy creature stands above it. You've been hearing this voice in your mind, and now you see what has been causing it. That would be an action and a part of your movement, but that's only for one of your two turns I'm giving you because I goofed. Okay. Action and part of my movement. So let's finish the first turn up first here. Um, you have lost your rage because you did not attack anybody last round, correct? Or am I wrong? Um, no, you think you, you dropped the guy and moved, right? Yeah, so if I don't attack anybody by the end of this round, but if I've already used my action to open the door... Dude, you attack the door. I don't care. Um, well... That, it feel, it no, feels, no, no, it no, no, feels no. Ra- no, no. That feels like a rage thing to do. Mm. That's the way I'm... I, I honestly... It's one of those spirit of the rules things. Like, you're not chilling. You just willed into a hallway and broke down a door. If you failed, I probably would have taken out your rage, but you succeeded, and that feels like your blood is pumping. It's up to you, but I'm just saying, I, I'm okay with you keeping your rage because that's like that's badass let's let the pick of minor destiny decide all right all right because because I, I feel like i feel like the situation is dire that uh, enough that i'm willing to take a freebie when i can get it sure but i think i think we need to side with the pick of minor destiny on okay. this 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 is your flip okay this is your flip so the head the maker's mark um crispin keeps his rage for free because david's a asshole who's out to kill us tails drops out of rage we have a harder time killing this motherfucker. Tails. I would argue it's a little cracked. I, I mean, tails. I mean, even so, it's you still have your bonus action this turn, so you could rage again. Um, you'll need like, your movement and your action. So, so here's the tricky part now. Oh, okay, yeah, rage isn't a spell. So while I'm wild shaped, I cannot cast spells. Yeah, you can absolutely rage in wild shape. 100% for sure. Okay. Um, oh, I thought the I thought the move was to wild shape before you rage for that reason, but hold on. Let me just peek at it real fast because I don't want to be a dummy about it. Wild shape also lets you keep any features that don't rely on your original form's anatomy. Okay. So, yes. Yep. That would not... I just wanted to... Because ha- we haven't run into the situation yet, so I just wanted to know for, for Steven. Okay. Um, okay. So, yes. Let's do... Uh, Bonus action rage. That'll be my second and final instance of rage for the day. Just burst in the door. You see a number of people bound. There's like two children, two dwarves, a half-orc woman just, kill him, kill him. And uh, they start trying to shuffle away. And you see like, one woman on the ground beneath before this thing. Just to give you an idea, this thing is now about 15 feet away from you, up against the wall, yeah. standing over this corpse, sort of shadowy claws. So outreached. let's talk about um, where Crispin can stand in this room. Because he's, I mean, he's just a dire wolf. So you can stand fully a... next to this guy. I mean, like, it's, it's um, the form in there that's down. You can stand basically on top of that. Okay. All right. Um, that's all Crispin's got then for his first turn. Let's go for the second turn here. Let's talk pack tactics, David. Am I standing next to allies? I believe pack tactics does not work if the ally is restrained. Oh, shit. Uh, yep, yep. And the creature and the ally is in- incapacitated. So I'm going to call yep. these figures okay. essentially incapacitated. They can't Great. really move. They okay. can't really help you. Okay, excellent. That's That's excellent. Um, all right, so we're going to go in for a bite, plus five to hit. Damn it, four on the die, so that's just a nine. That will not hit. Okay, um, I've got another another thing here. Using uh, combat wild shape, I'm going to, as a bonus action, expend a spell slot and regain 1d8 uh, hit points per level of the spell slot. Ooh. So I'm going to burn a first level spell and gain 1d8 HP. 
Hell yeah. All right, that's four hit points back and two lousy turns. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's right. I have uh, my HP over here for the wolf. Okie doke. That's okay. the end of Crispin's two lousy turns. All right. Some luminary. <laughs> I mean, you're in there. At least they've got another target now. Yeah, and it's me. <laughs> Speaking of you, let's go back down to old Zebulon. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so like... All right, let's... Zebulon, you have two fails and one save. Oh, You have a bardic shit. inspiration to add to this. I am going to poop my pants. Well, and and uh, a one is a one is a one. Well, actually, it doesn't matter because if I rolled a one, even if I even if I added six, it, yeah, that's still I got max yeah. on that inspiration. I'm so stressed out. So you, you you have to get you have to get four or higher. And we're all out of buttons. Hold on, four hold is on. the absolute minimum. Yes. Before you do this, yes. Let me switch your music. Oh God, Zebulon, there's darkness surrounding you. You are somewhere locked in your own mind. Somewhere so far from what's physical and what's real. You are floating. You are flying. That same freedom that Jules felt, you feel it too. It's terrifying. Because that freedom is calling to you. I hate to put this responsibility on anybody but myself. But I am going to use some more holy water here on my... Coat the shit out of that thing. My D20. This is I I Alright, no more no more pussyfooting around it. We're gonna roll. Oh We're gonna roll this dice. Don't wait, no, not ready. Oh my god, it's a one! <gasps> I cannot. Oh my god, it's a one. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. Oh, Sholei's gonna be pissed. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Zebulon. The darkness calls to you. The freedom calls to you. You feel yourself pulled. And... I think... Damn, give me a second. Holy shit. <laughs> I need a beer. Let's take it home. Zebulon, we're going to come back to you. We're going to come back to you in this darkness in your flight. At the end. Dresden and Jules... You stand in the door of this room. You just watch a blade flash down, striking at Zebulon's body. Blood pumping out around it. This guard, this soldier laughing. I forgot the actual other soldier uh, at this point would have come down the stairs fully. So he is uh, basically pumps into the room behind you. One stands behind you, Jules. One stands above Zebulon in this room, just beyond you, Dresden. At this point, you do not know Zebulon's fate. I don't know his fate, but I see him on the ground unconscious, right? Yes. I'm really struggling right now because when he sees that, he's going to rage. And he's going to cast Inflict Wounds again. <laughs> Play your character, man. Just making sure you had no buttons over there, right, Steven? No buttons. Okay. I got to play it to the character. Do what you got to do, homie. I have to. Jules goes into the room, looks down, and sees Zebulon unconscious. Does a double take back up to the guard standing over him. What the fuck did you do? And he runs to the guard, smashes into him. You stupid motherfucker! And smashes his hand down onto the guard's face. <sighs> Bonus action, bardic inspirations himself. <laughs> and casts inflict wounds. Holy shit. And that's a 12. 12 total in the guard. Uh, do, 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 do. Does not quite hit. Okay, ah. but you also have to make a con save or take six thunder damage. I do fail the con save. Okay, six thunder damage. That's actually quite a lot. You reach out and perhaps like something about this power is resisting this man who just like laughs, laughs. You 
<laughs> you did this! As your hand covers his face and it's grr, a pounding of thunder, it just grr, hits, you know, sort of knocks him against the wall, and he's still laughing, blood running down the side of his head. Dresden. Dresden has a very, uh, is the term stoic look on his face? Is that the right term? Mm-hmm. Stoic? Mm-hmm. Slowly walks to where Jules and the guard are, bends down on one knee, takes out his war pick, pushes Jules aside from the guy on the ground, and replaces Jules on top of him, grabs his throat, pulls up his war pick, and he's going to try to come down on his face. Okay. That's an 18 to hit. That will hit. And that is max damage, 13. (laughs) His face just erupts as your pick drives right through it, cutting off all laughter. Anything else you want to do with your turn? No, that's it. Still one more guard in the room outside of this one, kind of coming up behind you, sword drawn, and above you, you yet hear screaming, and now the sounds of something large, scratching along the floor, pounding into things. There's a battle just above where you stand. We're not paying up to that battle because it's my turn. All right, you see me. No advantage here, but I am going to strike out at you, Crispin. There's a 20 to hit. Yeah. 10 damage. Jesus. Psychic, again, just in your mind, psychic, so it bypasses the rage. Your mind explodes. Its claw drives deep into you, through you. Oh, boy. Still a dire wolf. I'll stand my ground. Sorry, dire coyote. I'll stand my ground. Uh, all the people in the room start to shuffle as far away to the back wall as they can, giving the two of you space. The remaining soldier on the first floor is going to come up behind you, rush into the room, standing over Zebulon, and I'm going to strike out at Dresden. And I'm going to miss. And that's all that guy does. Run to the room, just wildly swinging. Um, You easily sort of move to the side. And that is Crispin. Uh, All right. Yep, Crispin's going to do another bite attack. Uh, just a 14. That hits. Oh, sweet. Okay, wasn't expecting that. So that's 2d6 plus 3 piercing, though. Um, 8 piercing. Uh, then it also says if the target is a creature, it must succeed in a 13, uh, DC 13 strength saving throw. Are we not prone? I don't think that is going to do anything to this fella. Uh, yeah, I'm immune to prone. Okay. So as you go to hit it, it's like you're just pushing through the... the yeah. Force of its then, body. Then I'm going to burn another spell slot for another D8 of healing. Ooh, okay. Um, that's four points. Back to uh, Dire Coyote Crispin. And that's the end of his turn. Okay. Uh, there might be, you might be able to correct this narratively. Uh, I forgot to actually hit my Inflict Wounds use last time. And it just occurred to me, it's a once per long rest. It's not a spell slot. Uh, you can also use a spell slot for them, I believe. The the abilities you have for those. Yeah, they, they work sure? both ways. Yep. You can do it once per rest for free, and you can use a spell slot Go to, to spells, use them after that. and you should be able oh, to see okay, it spells. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. That, that's what I am. Because then I hit use, and then you can't use it again. And it specifically says once per long rest. Mm. I mean, you have lots of ways you could do six damage, I think. Um, well, yeah, see, it's still, it's still under, oh, well, yeah, I guess I don't really know. I'll yeah. let David look at it. Yeah, it says, it says once per long rest, and then you hit the button to say use, and then it grays out. Worst case, narratively, maybe we could say that I was in such a rage that... So wait, was this... I'm, I'm gonna do a hand wave anyway. You just, you just unlock yeah. this, like, crazy power in you. I'm okay, like, right. Okay. You, it's not, it's not the, okay. it's not the, the use that you used on Jessenth, right? Huh? That no, was, the second that was one. the first use. It was on Jessen's, yes. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And then the second as long use as that was, one on was the legit. Yeah. yeah, that one was legit. Yeah. Okay. I am gonna throw up. Because you're about to kill Crispin too. Legendary action attack on Crispin. Okay. Oh cool. my god. Cool. 
Actually, it's a miss. Okay. Six on the die. Steven, do you, do you have a do you have a, another backup? No, I'm leaving if if Crispin dies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to the Renfair by yourselves. <laughs> and I won't be back. Holy <sighs> shit. This is wild. That's, uh... He's only got a, a AC of 14 as a dire coyote. That actually loops back around to Dresden and Jules. One more man stands in, in, in the doorway now over Zebulon's body, um, blocking you off. You hear combat upstairs. What do you guys want to do? Uh, Jules turns around to the guard and caches... <laughs> caches... <laughs> Cashes it in. <laughs> uh, and casts Tasha City's Laughter. Yeah, so you need to make a wisdom save. Okay. Absolute fail. Perfect. He Get down on that fucking ground. Drops laughing hysterically. Uh, and you have... He drops on top of Zebulon's body, laughing hysterically. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, it's okay because he's making the jokes. If I did it, it'd be too much. It'd be too mean. No, it too was. soon. Too soon, Steven. Damn it. And then um, Jules is going to move out of the room and try to go upstairs. And as he passes where Zebulon is, he's going to kind of lean down and say, I'll be back for you, buddy. I'll be back. So I'm going out. And then as Crispin's going to follow, but as he goes, he's going to take an action with his war pick on the prone guard. Hell yeah. That's advantage. Dirty 20. Uh, that's going to hit. Seven damage. Okay. Uh, he's looking rough, just like blood pouring. Uh, not down fully yet. But you keep moving? Yeah. Okay. And you are just behind Jules. Both of you are at the foot of the stairs, about to move up. Okay, I just I just don't know if Dresden would leave yeah. him alive with it's, the, a, it's a good point with the hostages there. Oh right, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. So I'm gonna narratively turn this around. Yeah, if that's okay if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, do it. Turn this bus around. We went off a cliff. I'm sorry, I'm gonna puke. Go ahead. But wait, as as we get to the bottom of the stairs, uh, Dresden is gonna stop, look to Jules. You keep going. I'm going to get these hostages. And he turns around. Okay. All right. Back upstairs. Let's make my attack quickly here. Still Wait, battling Crispin. Did you just attack me? Attacking me again? I think, yeah, because I, I attacked. I, I attacked the end of your turn with my legendary. Oh, so gotcha. Then, try to make sure I don't miss anybody, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> try yeah, to, try yeah. to make sure you don't miss <laughs> any attacks on my characters. Yeah, we really can't have any wedges. Ten more damage on Crispin. Oh my god. Holy shit. Psychic damage. I'm just worried the two just just blows against each other. Just the same gurgling. <laughs> Laugh. Um, the guard downstairs stands back up, but seeing that Dresden has turned around, he spins around to strike at you. And he's gonna miss, just clang off the side of your armor as you kinda like sort of sort of hold against him. Um Dodging the blow. Nice try, shit snack. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what please. kind of snack is that? Please bring bring more laughs. I need more laughs. Oh my goodness. Okay. Crispin, that's you. Okie doke. Um, we're gonna rinse and repeat here with Crispin. We're gonna go in for a bite. 16. So that'll that's hit. 2d6 plus 3. Get some big numbers on these D6s, please. I rolled two ones. Oh my gosh. Five damage. And I'm going to bonus action uh, blow another, oh, my final level one spell slot here. Let's see if we can get back. Two. Got two back on the final spell slot. So Direwolf Crispin is at nine HP. Um... Don't be too alarmed, though, because once he uh, mm-hmm. hits zero, he goes back to right. being Crispin. Right. Well, let's see if I can make that happen. Legendary action. I'm going to oh. attack you. Great. Cool. Fun. It's a hit. Mm-hmm. 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 Nine damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, get out. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Okay. All right. So Crispin goes back to being Crispin. But no damage carries over. You just No damage carries your form over. Yep. Shrinks down uh, and suddenly this large hulking dire coyote standing up, you know, in the, in this in this room taking up like half the space just shrinks down to a small 
Horingon. Yeah, hulking of Horingon. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, okay. My brain is. That's going to be Dresden and Jules. Uh, Jules keeps running up. Can I. So, okay. how far is he from where he needs to get to? Jules, you make it to the top of the stairs with 20 feet of movement. Um, you can peer down in about. 15 feet down from where you stand, there's an open doorway into a, into the very hallway Crispin Dubois just came down. About 20 feet south of that doorway, uh, you see there's a door that's been ripped off its hinges, and you can hear the sounds of combat from somewhere within. Is that is that both movements or just one movement? Um, well, I can, I can. He's used 20 feet so far of his movement. Yeah. So oh, he has, okay. I'm he, a, yeah, I'm going to use. I'm sorry, all, I missed I'm, that. I'm going to use all 30. Okay, so yeah. that should get you to the door. Okay. Uh, and you the door, reach the doorway the open, and you can peer in. That'll, that'll be... Hold on, I just want to make sure, because you said, Jeremy, I'm going to use all 30, which yeah. I've only gotten you another 10 feet. Right. But then you would have needed to use the oh, sorry. double move. Are you double moving? No. Okay, so then you... I don't want to be caught in there without an action. Gotcha, okay. Fuck no. So at that point, you're at the start of the hallway. You basically just enter into the hallway. Because okay. I, I think at this point, narratively speaking, Jules is prepping, prepping an action. Well, um, I mean, if you have an action to do in the hallway, but if you don't, I mean, Crispin is there tanking still. Yeah, I, I don't have anything I can do. Mm. Well, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. That should let you go. Uh, as you've been attacking this thing, you know, it, it, it seems like the attacks aren't doing a lot, but every bite, every scratch, this sort of smoky vapor you know, flies off the, 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 the sort of body and it becomes more and more translucent. It's actually looking pretty thin now. You have been doing consistent damage. Right. Because um, I could lead it out. Could what it out? Lead I could it out? lead it out. But I think we just gotta fucking kill this thing. The, yeah. The, well, that's what I'm saying. I can't do anything that's gonna kill it from outside. Oh, right. Yeah. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's either go in there with my full move and mm-hmm. have no action and be like, "Hey, look, hit me on your next turn." But yeah, but Crispin's or, in the way. I would be very surprised if this thing, who said I'm going to kill everybody else and not you, would bother to true. go after. That's true. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. I'll go to the door. Okay. You turn around the corner of the open door. You see uh, a number of figures kind of pressed into the corner, sort of uh, trying to peel as way far away from this carnage as they can. You see that shadowy monstrosity that was Jessenth is uh, duking it out with, well, what was a Cody. Now all you see is a small Harangon figure having just been pulled out of his form. So let me actually make you smile over that again. And legendary action goes to attack Jules. Haha, gotcha. You see the corpse of a woman... Uh, beneath this thing. A woman that you might have known. She was from Cerule. She was from the Low City. Maybe a face that you recognize. So that's Jules. What's Dresden up to? Uh, as he's going past the guard, what would it take to just like shove him down? Because he's he's not gonna he's not gonna sit there and engage the guard. He's walking past to free the hostages. Uh, I'll tell you, the guard looks pretty messed up. Yeah, if we just kill okay. the guard, then yeah, he's... Okay, yeah, okay, can, can I just take a swing with my warp yeah. pick on the way to the hostages? Yeah, absolutely. It's only an 11 to hit. Uh, 11 does not hit. Yeah. So maybe maybe as he hits me and I'm walking past him, I just kind of swing my war pick back, like not even thinking about it, and then it just misses as I go by. Okay. And you just push down to the hospital, just kind of stand before them? Yep. Okay. All what, right. What would it take to free them? Would that be an action? Um... Hmm, yes, I think or it would be an action to object free. Object interaction. In this case, I think it would be an action. It's a little more okay. technical work to get in there. Okay. Um, so you can stand there at this point and kind of be guarding on them, but you won't be able to free them quite yet. Okay. Okay. So I'm shaking myself. Uh, all right. Back in the upper story room, I'm going to keep attacking you, Crispin. I think you see this figure looks up at you, Jules, as he strikes out at Crispin. It's a hit, by the way. Um, his AC is 16 now. It's a 19 on the die. Okay. Um, driving his claws into him. Crispin, you feel another blast of pain as I do eight damage to you. Nothing too crazy. No, um, that's not too crazy. In your mind, Jules, you hear this taunting, familiar voice. What's the matter, Prince? Afraid? Afraid of what you're going to become? Do you feel sorrow at those that have fallen due to your actions, due to your potential? You won't need them, not when you're like me. (laughs) 
next to be my turn. That's to be Crispin. Oh my goodness. What can Crispin even do? Do I have... I, I guess I wouldn't have any reason to believe that bludgeoning would do any more or less damage than piercing. Uh, you would have no reason to believe. I'm going to stay as Crispin here and uh, take a swing with his great club. So uh, this small but stout Haringon, his, his eyes are still wild, even though he's not um, wild-shaped anymore, and his muscles are his muscles are bulging out of his fur, and and he reaches with this gnarly, muscly hand and grabs this great club off his back and takes a swing, and that's an eighteen to hit. That will hit. All right, uh, that's a D eight plus four. Max damage, twelve damage. Ooh, Fuck not yeah. bad. Nice. You swing that club in, and like, maybe this thing's distracted. It's, it's, it's just focusing its attention on jewels, so it doesn't quite see as you like. You, you, you push your club deep into a huge burst of this smoke, just almost like bleeding out of it. Just boom, and it. You see it starting to grow thin, starting to weaken. I'm deciding if I want to use combat wild shape as a bonus action and just go back to being a fucking dire coyote with a gazillion hit points but i think i'm gonna save it for now mostly because i like the d8 plus four i don't know if that's i don't know if that's mathematically better than 2d6 plus three probably not but let's stay there for now at least use up some of this hp pool did you add the two damage from rage nope okay let me add one more damage then okay and that's actually going to loop back around to Jules and Dresden. Can I free the hostages? Uh, yeah, you can start, like, cutting. You can move down and cut one person free. Yeah. Okay. But then you can't kill him. I know. I'm, I'm not super afraid of one guard. Sure. You cut one person free, they turn and start cutting the others. The guard, uh, he actually skipped his turn before, but his sword just flashes out, and he's okay. going to get ready to move in on you. I mean, I, like, can I also point out that when I free one... I double check to make sure where he is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just so he can't come up behind me. Yeah, you freed him. That's part of your turn. You can still okay. move and do bonus action. Okay, so yeah, I freed him, and then I'm going to stand up and face the guard in a combat-ready position while the other hostages are being freed. Damn, that's cool. Got Arms that out, camera shot. war pick Ugh. in my hand. You ready to die? Holy shit. Too okay. bad for you. Your allegiance has been misplaced, and now you're going to pay the price. Holy shit. And then that's also Jules. Would this thing be considered a creature? Yes. Okay. So Jules is going to reach over. Ah, shit. Yeah, Jules is going to reach over Crispin's shoulder and cast Dissonant Whispers. Okay. So you need to make a wisdom save. That is a 13. Fail. Ooh. So that is going to be 3d6 psychic damage, and you have to immediately use your reaction to move as far away as your speed allows. Oh, shit. Right down to Dresden. So 3d6. Let's go. Kill him. Just kill him here. That's 14 psychic damage. I got two sixes and a two. Psychic damage is actually a damage type. I do not resist. I believe also since it's magical, I do not resist Please it. Please tell me something good. Tell me something good. How do you, so you step up and you just cast this. What's all look like? Yes, Jules, just like me. You'll be just like me. The white mist envelops the white mist. <laughs> Because it's still misty, he's, right? He's like black mist. It's black mist. So okay. yeah, literally a white, white mist coalescing with black. The black mist. Oh, and fuck then yeah. as this happens, the white mist slowly crushes and implodes. No! 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 You're the chosen one! You can! I'm yours! I can't! And Jessenth Kellig dies once and for all dies. It was supposed to be Dresden that did it. It's still poetic. Oh, it's so poetic. Dresden, I love that Dresden puts this grudge aside 
to be a damn hero and save the people down below. Like, it was actually, like, a conscious decision on his part, which is so powerful to me. Speaking of Dresden, I want to cut back to that because upstairs, this situation has likely been resolved, essentially, right? No one's getting downstairs before this battle ends. Crispin, if you have something you want to do, we'll do it. If not, I'm going to cut to Dresden and the guard, the last two figures alive in this combat, or the last enemy alive in this combat. Nope. Go for it. Okay. This figure vanishes before you as Jules and Crispin stand together in this small room, all the hostages behind. That last scream fading out like smoke, blowing out the window in the breeze, or the cracks in the mortar in the breeze. And uh, in that moment, Jules turns to Crispin and, you free the hostages. And he darts back out the door and starts running downstairs. Downstairs, this guard's going to charge at Dresden and completely flop the rudd the attack. Just, shing, oh, just you easily parry his blade to the side. He opens up. It's your move. He's right in front of me? Yeah. Dresden grabs his throat. Stupid move. 21. That hits. And you don't really need to bother rolling damage. You can describe the kill. He's got his hand on his throat, and his war pick comes from the side, just right into the side of him. Okay. This figure just falls to the ground before you. The hostage behind you are starting to get freed. Mixed amongst the cries, you can hear these muffled words of thanks behind you. Dresden. And in some way... In this exact moment, as you drop this guard, you can feel something. You heard that scream in your mind. You heard that last whimper of the creature that was always your brother. And you feel that he is gone. In that moment, he sees the hostages are being freed. And he runs over to Zebulon and crouches down to check on him. Before we even resolve that check... We just pan down to this. Let's see like a bird's eye camera from above as we see Dresden standing over this body. We zoom down, down to the dull matte scales of Zebulon Black. Down to his open eye, a lifeless eye with no gleam. Down into this pupil, into the dark. And through the dark, we see... Gray, endless gray, like a vast open desert. A light gray, hazy sky above gray sands. There are no rises, one level plain. We see tracks in the dirt, tracks traveling in every direction, but no feet, no people, no one to leave those tracks. And somewhere amongst all of this, nothing. We see a small half-dragon standing, still retaining his form, still retaining the exact equipment that he died in. Zebulon, you look out around you. You are in an alien place, and there is nothing to see. Josh! Guys! Josh! And we'll call it there.